With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We now turn to Leo Weekly, Louisville's privately owned urban alternative weekly newspaper. I'm Bruce Holzman. Please keep in mind that Leo may contain sensitive subject matter, so listener discretion is advised. We begin with the edition dated Wednesday, June 7th. As a reminder, Radio Eye is a reading service intended for listeners who are blind or have other disabilities that make it difficult to read printed materials. Now, from the news section. Louisville Mayor Craig Greenberg selected as Grand Marshal for the annual Pride Parade. By Amy Barnes. The Kentuckiana Pride Foundation, or KPF, announced Louisville Mayor Craig Greenberg as the 2023 Grand Marshal of the Kentuckiana Pride Parade today. The parade will be held on Saturday, June 17th, beginning at 12 p.m. The parade route starts in Nulu at Campbell Street and will move toward Preston Street, leading to the Big Four Lawn at the Festival Grounds, according to the KPF press release. Louisville's 51st mayor, Greenberg, was chosen because he is a proud Louisvillian, husband, father, entrepreneur, and community leader with rich ties to the city, according to the release. Greenberg is a longtime advocate for transparency and government reform. Greenberg's top priorities have included moving Louisville in a new direction by improving public safety, new affordable and improved housing, investing in overlooked neighborhoods and people, universal pre-K for children, protecting the rights of women, improving business investment in the city, promoting healthier parks and a healthier city, and fighting for the rights of the LGBTQIA community, the release stated. Next, Aaron Kial Walden discovers his purpose in the squared circle. The Olympic trials are next by Jason Gonzalez. You can call Aaron Kial Waldron a jack of all trades, but he is, however, a master of one, the sweet science. Walden is making history with his fists. The Louisville-based boxer, who trains in a southern Indiana gym, recently became just the third fighter representing Indiana to win a national Golden Gloves title, as well as the first Kentucky boxer in nearly 40 years to qualify for the Olympic trials. The left-handed Walden is one of 16 boxers who will compete in the December Olympic trials in Lafayette, Louisiana in the 156-pound middleweight weight class. The winners will represent the United States at the 2024 Summer Games in Paris. It just started off as a little sparing session back home in Paducah, the 22-year-old Walden said of his boxing beginnings. He was a two-sport star at McCracken County High School, excelling in both baseball and football, but thinks he's now discovered his actual purpose. So, it's two and a half years ago, for the first time ever, I'm really fighting someone. Whatever it was, something clicked that day. I knew I needed to do it. 
The 2024 Olympic trials will feature a larger field of 16 boxers per weight category competing in a single elimination tournament as opposed to earlier iterations of the brackets featuring eight competitors and a double elimination tournament, according to Brian Taylor, USA Boxing's communications and digital media manager. Walden, now a Louisville resident, trains at the Jeff City Boxing and MMA Gym in Jefferson, Indiana, known as Kyle to his coaches and peers. Walden won five bouts in six days to take gold at the National Golden Gloves Boxing Championships in Chester, P Chester Pennsylvania, beating Jarrer Thompson five to nothing in the finals. Now that I've got this opportunity, I want 100% to make the Olympic team, Walden said. The big thing is, I have to take it one fight at a time. I won't try to get too far ahead of myself. The National Golden Gloves isn't a competition that counts towards USA Boxing rankings. As it stands, Walden hasn't participated in any ranking events. Taylor said that Walden would qualify to receive ranking points if he finishes in the top eight of its com competitions. Walden's coach, Jeremy Voiles, says Walden's perseverance and work ethic are a testament to the fighter's character and helps explain how he reeled off 25 amateur victories and established a high ranking in a relatively short time. What we did from our eating, from our training, from our running, everything was based around that, Voiles said. He pretty much put everything else in his life on hold, his family, his friends, his girlfriend, and I think that's what really made him excel. Nick Barris, who trains Louisville professional DeMonte's Juicy Duncan, says it is special to have a fighter from Kentucky, let alone Louisville, win the National Golden Gloves. James Pritchard, he said, was the last local fighter to do so back in 1984. Barris has worked Walden's corner as the primary second and points to the boxer's resolve as a key attribute for the upcoming trials. Kyle went into this tournament with less than 20 fights, Barris told Leo Weekly. Some of the things I thought were very impressive for a fighter with the lack of experience was to be able to go there and win. He showed a lot of grit. He showed a lot of will. He got down losing on the scorecards in two separate fights. He was down in the fight going into the last round, but the kid is a winner. He was able to find a way to win. He pressed the action picked up his punch volume, and he closed out almost every fight in great fashion. In addition to his trainers, Walden has impressed some of the other fighters using his home gym, including pros like Duncan. He's a hell of a fighter, said Duncan, now 8-1 as a professional. He sees everything, so you got to be cautious with what you do. He's very strong. He made me do different things there in the ring. He sees points, he could see punches coming, he can see openings. 17-year-old Joel Evans of Jeffersonville has a similar view of his gym partner. Evans has developed a bond with Walden, both inside and outside of the ring, and says the two fighters have helped bring out the best in each other. We probably have spared hundreds of rounds, Evans said. We just bring each other up and then over time he just really started picking it up on me. He would throw a ton of punches. He'd push the pace, he'd wear me out, and he just really got me in good shape. Walden's winning streak also drew praise from Indiana Golden Gloves delegate and board chairman Keith Boggs. 
I enjoyed Kyle's run in the Golden Gloves, he said. I thought he had the toughest test in the state tournament. He won easy. In the national tournament, I thought he looked good and clearly won each of his fights. That is not easy to do. Boggs wishes that Walden had more experience entering the trials, but he's encouraged by his rapid progress. He anticipates Walden facing an uphill battle, though. He really does get better with each fight, Box said. He has a great attitude, and this is a once-in-a-lifetime chance. He can most definitely rise to the challenge. If you're keeping track, Walden's mentors and contemporaries have been impressed by his character, discipline, ring IQ, and his cerebral and physical qualities. But if Walden intends to represent the U.S. in Paris, he may be required to unveil another skill not yet seen in his repertoire. Boyles doesn't think that will be the case. He's extremely confident about his fighter's chance of competing in the Olympics. He believes Walden can make the necessary adjustments to succeed. He's just got that kind of momentum right now, Boyles said. His drive, his focus, and his will to do it. These other guys, his opponents, that are playing video games and not showing up to the gym, not having the right nutrition, those guys are going to be in bad shape. Next, Churchill Downs receives PETA President Ingrid Newkirk's broken leg in her newly revamped will by Erica Rucker. Yes, you heard it correctly. This might sound like news of the weird material. It most definitely is. It's also pretty macabre and grotesque. PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, President Ingrid Newkirk has updated her last will and testament. In that will, she left some very special gifts to people like Elon Musk, who gets a piece of her heart, Donald Trump Jr., who will receive a piece of her spine, and Chef Salt Bay, who gets some of her innards to make sausage casings. She even leaves a gift to Churchill Downs, a leg, which she designates for breaking, to be displayed during the Kentucky Derby. Newkirk wishes to continue shining a light on animal abuse and exploitation, even from the grave. Newkirk's will isn't a new one. The original was drafted over 20 years ago, after she had a flying scare. Because PETA has won so many battles in their efforts to protect animals, she thought it needed an update. Some of the updates include a thumbs up to Ringling Brothers for canceling its animal acts. She had originally bequeathed her pointer finger to them as the greatest accusation on earth. She needed the change when they stopped using animals in the shows. Other changes in her will, as recorded in a press release, include a leg to be removed, violently broken, and sent to Churchill Downs to display outside the Kentucky Derby to draw attention to the thousands of horses, including the four euthanized in the run-up to this year's race, who have sustained catastrophic injuries on the track. A piece of her heart to Elon Musk to clone for himself, since his cruel and deadly Neuralink brain experiments on monkeys, pigs, rats, and sheep indicate that he doesn't have one. Part of her spine to cowardly trophy hunter Donald Trump Jr., who might stop trying to prove his manhood by gunning down magnificent, unthreatening, and unsuspecting animals if he had one. 
a piece of her trachea to the Westminster Kennel Club, which promotes the breeding of breathing-impaired dog breeds, whose restricted airways leave them gasping and panting when they try to run, play, or even just walk. Her lungs to the governor of Alaska to call for an end to the Iditarod in which over 150 dogs have died with aspiration pneumonia caused by inhaling their own vomit, the leading cause of death. Her intestines to Nusret Gorchi, also known as Salt Bay, to use as sausage casings in his meaty restaurants, thereby making him rethink who he serves up. An ear to the King of Spain, in protest of bullfighting, in which the matador often cuts off the, the bull's ears as a trophy. One of her feet to the North Face, to give the company a kick in the behind for selling down and wool, despite claiming to be committed to making environmentally friendly clothing. Next, Thorns and Roses, the Worst, Best, and Most Absurd, by Leo Weekly. Rose, we're glad that Churchill Downs responded to the calls to cease racing at the track in response to the spate of horse deaths. In the past six weeks, 12 horses have died at the racetrack. Absurd. The response from Churchill Downs to move racing to another track that they also own continues to put horses at risk. Like PETA and Animal Wellness Action have said, it isn't simply the place. There's more to it and the industry that needs to be addressed to ensure the safety of all the animals. A rose. It's Pride Month, y'all. In the midst of a brutal year for the LGBTQ plus community, with government attacks against freedom of speech events like drag shows, story hours, etc., and the frightening and dangerous laws against medical care for transgender individuals, Pride is a good reason to remember a few important facts. Pride began as a riot, so don't give up the fight, even when you're tired, and two, it's okay, necessary and radical, to celebrate in the face of oppression. Rose, for the Trump-appointed U.S. District Judge Thomas Parker in Tennessee, who did his damn job and declared the Tennessee drag ban law unconstitutional, calling it too broad and saying in his ruling that there's no question that obscenity is not protected by the First Amendment, but there is a difference between material that is obscene in the vernacular and material that is obscene under the law. So while his words are a bit shady, his action is a win for the Tennessee drag community. Rose, for the graduating class of 2023. Congratulations, kids. Make this world a better place for all. Next. And now, Savage Love, the weekly sex advice column that started it all, by Dan Savage. My boyfriend and I have struggled to connect sexually more or less since the beginning of our long-distance relationship more than a year and a half ago. First, the issue seemed to be condoms, which he couldn't stand. But now that I've gotten an IUD, his desire for sex has completely plummeted, and I spend my nights reading through Dead Bedrooms subreddit posts. He says this usually happens to him after about a year, but he wants to stay together and work through it. But in all honesty, he seems unbothered by the lack of sex. I started snooping. 
I'm aware this is super problematic and something I need to work on, and learned he had recently watched porn featuring exclusively Asian women, and then found out he's been contacting random Chinese women via a social platform and asking to meet in real life so he could learn more about Chinese language, culture, and food. This just seems so off. I'm not anti-porn, and I understand we all have types, but I'm weirded out by the possible fetishization and lack of transparency on his end. Big red flag from perplexed and sadly sexless. That red flag is so big you can't see the other red flags behind it. You've wasted a year and a half on this guy, pass, and you shouldn't waste another minute on him. And if it took a little snooping for you to figure that out, if it took snooping for you to see that your boyfriend has been lying to you from the start and that he was prepared to tell you and other women bigger and worse lies, you don't have to waste any time feeling bad about the snooping. DTMFA. Next. From the food and drink section. Soul Feast Week returns in Lexington with the best in Kentucky black cuisine by Erica Rucker. Coming up June 16 through 25 in Lexington, Kentucky is Soul Feast Week. We are already hungry. Yes, hungry. Reading about this 10-day celebration of black culinary culture that zooms in on black restaurants, farmers, and chefs in the central Kentucky region. In addition to the amazing food choices, there will be educational exhibits, curated experiences, music, art, and again, great grub. Soul Feast Week was founded in 2020 by twins Martina and Marcellus Barksdale, who also founded the hashtag 19 Days of Black Biz Challenge in the same year to support black businesses during the hardship of a global health disaster. This year, in conjunction with Black Soil, the event promises to be bigger than ever. Soul Feet Week events from the release. Soul Teenth Fest on June 17th. In partnership with the City of Lexington and Visit Lex, Kentucky's premier Juneteenth festival celebrating black liberation and ingenuity through music, art, agriculture, and great food will take place June 17th at the Moon Dance Amphitheater. Lexington Black Restaurant Week, June 19 through 25. Lexington's first ever food week exclusively for black owned restaurants. Participating restaurants will create a unique off menu food entree for $10. Soul Feast Week has partnered with Black Soul Kentucky for each entree to feature at least one ingredient in each dish sourced from a black farmer. Soul Feet Week has a proud-to-pay model that increases the ability for this event to be accessible to the community. You can now pay what you want to events. Tickets are available via the Soul Feet website. That's S-O-U-L-F-E-A-T website. Next. Former DECA team members to open neighborhood restaurant decade in Butchertown yesterday by Amy Barnes. Decade, a new Louisville dining concept inside a historic bi-level 1870s building, formerly Butchertown Grocery, opened its, its doors yesterday. The restaurant is located at 1076 East Washington Street. 
The menu centered around seasonal new American cuisine with Italian and French influences is led by veterans of the former restaurant Decca, which closed in 2022. Craft cocktails, non-alcoholic cocktails, wine and beer will also be served. Owners Chad Sheffield, Matt Johnson, and Andy Myers plan for the restaurant to reincarnate the spirit of Decca, according to a recent press release, while also creating a hub for music, art, community outreach, and culture. Sheffield was one of Decca's owners for its final 12 years of operation. Johnson served previously as a chef de cuisine at Bar Vetti, as a sous chef at Proof on Main, and as chef de cuisine at Decca. Myers was the chef at Grail House and the Holy Grail, and the executive chef at Decca from 2021 to 2022. The three will take the reins as co-owners, while Johnson and Myers will run the kitchen as co-executive chefs. The name Decade, according to the release, was inspired by the owner's obsession with the importance of time, especially in light of the pandemic, and the owners wanted a restaurant where guests would be able to seize the moment be present, and enjoy time with the people they love. The restaurant's second floor, called B-Side, will be offered as a private event space and flexible venue for wedding receptions, music, film, and more. Deco was about a feeling. We had the right elements in the place and the right people involved, and that is something we're carrying over with Decade with the quality, hospitality, culture, and environment we're creating, said Sheffield. I was involved with DECA from the beginning, and meeting Matt and Andy inspired me to want to reincarnate DECA with this new project. The respect and admiration I have for this group is as strong as it's ever been since. Decade is open for dinner Tuesday through Saturday from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Reservations can be made by calling the restaurant at 502 749-0010. Again, that's 502-749-0010. Next, Modica, Mocktails and Cocktails Made with Pride by Robin Gar. The two guys work together like the practice team that they are. Their elevator speech is sharp. Then they segue smoothly into a clear presentation. They look at each other, they smile, they laugh, they finish each other's sentences. Meet J.D. Mitchell and Eric Wentworth, co-creators and corporate co-owners of Modica, billed as the world's first superfood cocktail and mocktail mixer. Modica, the team proudly asserts, is a gay-owned local company certified by NGLEC, the largest advocacy organization dedicated to expanding economic opportunities and advancements for LGBT people and the exclusive certifying body for LGBTQ-owned businesses. These guys obviously love what they do, and they appear to care about each other. They've been on this project since it started as an experimental gig while they were fellow students at the University of Louisville's Entrepreneurial Master of Business Administration program. So, a reporter has to ask, are they a couple? Married? They echo each other in a big laugh. Nope, just business partners and friends. And there is a Pride Month lesson for us all. 
There's no reason to assume that our LGBTQ plus friends are somehow basically different from the rest of us. Do straight cisgender business partners become lovers? Sure, it can happen. Is this one of the first questions you're likely to ask them? Probably not. So let's move on. Honoring the creativity and spirit that led two then 20-somethings to create a product that arguably disrupts the bottled mixer market. They met in their UofL grad program in 2016, JD and Eric said during a casual interview over samples of their drinks. They took night classes while working full-time. JD at an investment firm, Eric is a bartender, mixologist, owner and founder at The Hub on Frankfurt Avenue. Combining work and grad school could be a slog, they said. At the end of the day, they often got together for a cocktail. After a long day, they explain in their well-rehearsed presentation, they didn't want to put a lot of effort into constructing a tasty cocktail. Eric didn't want to muddle or infuse anything. And JD, as he famously explains, can barely squeeze a lime on a good day. They prowled grocery stores and pursuit of a quality mixer and found loads of preservatives, toxic sounding ingredients, and a ton of sugar. Inspired by the absence of what they really wanted, they came up with the idea for Modica, a healthy, flavorful mixer equally suited to building tasty cocktails or equally flavorful non-alcoholic mocktails. Their creation is built with superfood ingredients like aloe, turmeric, ginger, tart cherries, and more traditional ingredients, all naturally sourced and stoked with vitamins and electrolytes. No preservatives, no fake flavors. They coined the product name Modica from Latin modicum, a small amount of something great. They ramped up quickly, creating labels and trade information with the help of Eric's sister, Kat Wentworth, a Yale University Arts graduate. Made with a reasonably short list of ingredients, Modica mixers typically contain water, cane sugar, fruit concentrates, electrolytes, and vitamins. Want to try some? You know you do. You can find them at many local wine shops, bars, and restaurants, and grocers, including Rainbow Blossom, Paul's, and some Kroger wine shops. A 16-ounce glass bottle, which holds enough to make 10 cocktails or mocktails, sells for $20 on the website. They're often a couple of bucks less at retail. I tasted two soon-to-market flavors with Eric and JD, crafted into simple fizzes with sparkling water. I thought the blueberry lavender lemon drop flavor was very good. A pretty reddish garnet color, it brought appetizing fruity and floral scents to the party. It would make a great cocktail with vodka or even bourbon or rye. Or, of course, sipped with bubbly water as a non-alcoholic fizz. The Cacao Espresso Martini had me at the first sniff. Rich, bold, dark coffee flavors leapt out of the dark cola color fluid and forward coffee and distant cocoa hit my palate upside the taste buds. These two new flavors should be on the market this summer, Eric said. Meanwhile, I was equally impressed with the three current flavors taste, tasted later at home. The Cucumber Aloe Margarita Mixer is designed for tequila, but also goes well with gin, vodka, or plain club soda. 
I fashioned a cocktail with equal parts mixer, Sipsmith London Dry Gin, and Topo Chico Sparkling Mineral Water plus a slice of cucumber. Distinct cucumber flavors and slight sweetness made this one a winner. The Tart Cherry Old Fashioned Mixer, as the name implies, makes a great instant old-fashioned. Just add bourbon to its fresh, appealing cherry flavor. Fair enough. A little mixer, a little more Old Forester 86, and a seasonal farmer's market strawberry popped in made a fine version. Topping it off with Topo Chico mellowed it out for day drinking. Finally, all the superfoods meet and mingle their anti-inflammatory properties in the turmeric ginger mule mixer, a powerfully aromatic, sunny yellow ginger forward potion that you can mix with vodka, rum, tequila, or gin, or knock back with a little iced sparkling or warm water. Here's to your health. Next, from the arts and culture section, 21C hosts rooftop wellness event on Friday by Amy Barnes. What could be more fun than a morning wellness session on the rooftop of 21C Museum Hotel Louisville overlooking the city and working out among the hotel's infamous red penguins? Well, on Friday, June 16th, attendees can enjoy a 45-minute mindful movement session that blends full body stretching and strengthening with R&B flowing in the background. The event will take place from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. at 700 West Main Street, arrive by 7.45 a.m., and hotel staff will guide participants to the rooftop. Robbie Evans, a certified ACE personal trainer with over seven years' experience in the fitness industry and director of Why at Work, will lead the session. A yoga mat and towel are encouraged. This concludes excerpts from Wednesday's Leo Weekly. I'm Bruce Holzman. On behalf of everyone here at Radio I, thank you for listening. And in the words of the late great Sergeant Phil Esterhouse, let's be careful out there. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.